Section seven of American Scenery, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. American Scenery, Volume One by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Section seven The Palisades, Hudson River the first feature of the celebrated banks of the hudson which arrests the eye of the traveller after leaving new york is this singular wall of rock extending as far onward as he can see and forming a bold barricade against the river on the side of new jersey this singular precipice varies in height from fifty to two hundred feet and presents a naked front of columnar strata which gives it its descriptive name the small sloops which lie along under the shore loading with building stone from its base and an occasional shed diminished to the size of a dog kennel across the breadth of the river are the only marks of life and habitation it presents to the traveller's eye with most persons to mention the palisades is to recall only the confusion of a steamer's deck just off from the wharf with a freight of seven or eight hundred souls hoping to take tea in albany the scene is one of inextricable confusion and it is not till the twenty miles of the palisades are well past that the bewildered passenger knows rightly whether his wife child or baggage whichever may be his tender care is not being left behind at the rate of fifteen miles in the hour i have often when travelling alone for reflection with folded arms consorts only with the childless and baggageless bachelor i have often flung my valise into a corner and sure that the whole of my person and personal effects was under way watched the maniform embarrassments and troubles that beset the uninitiated voyager on the hudson fifteen minutes before the starting of the boat there is not a passenger on board time is moving and the american counting it as part of the expense determines to pay only on demand he arrives on the narrow pier at the same instant with seven hundred men ladies and children besides lapdogs crammed baskets uncut novels and baggage for the whole no commissioner in the world would guarantee to get all this freight on board in the given time and yet it is done to the daily astonishment of newspaper hawkers orange women and penny a liners watching for dreadful accidents the plank is drawn in the wheels begin to paw like foaming steeds impatient to be off the bell rings as if it was letting down the steps of the last hackney coach and away darts the boat like half a town suddenly slipping off and taking a walk on the water the hands who follow their nomenclature literally and have neither eyes nor bowels trip up all the little children and astonished maids in coiling up the hawser the black-head waiter rings a handbell as if he were crazy exhorting them passengers as hasn't settled to step to the captain's office and settle and angry people who have lost sight of their portmanteaus and selfish people who will not get up to let the young gentleman see if his penny trumpet is not under them play in a real-life farce better than keeley or liston 
a painted notice and a very fat black woman in the doorway inform the gentleman who has not seen his wife since the boat started and is not at all sure that she is on board that no gentleman is permitted to enter the lady's cabin and spite of his dreadful uncertainty he is obliged to trust to this dark hebe to find her among three hundred ladies by description and amuses all the listeners with his inventory of her dress features and general appearance the negress disappears is called twenty ways in twenty seconds and an hour after the patient husband sees the faithless messenger pass with a glass of lemonade having utterly forgotten him and the lady in the black bonnet and grey eyes who may be for aught he knows to the contrary wringing her hands at that moment on the wharf at new york by this time the young ladies are tired of looking at the palisades and have taken out their novels the old gentlemen are poring over their damp newspapers and the captain has received his fourteen hundred or two thousand dollars locked up his office and gone up to smoke with the black funnel and the engineer the broad waters of the tapan sea open before the flying cut water those who have never been up the river before think of poor andre as they pass tappan and perrytown and those who love gentle worth and true genius begin to look out for sleepy hollow and the house of washington irving it is a quiet little spot buried in trees and marked with an old dutch vein may his latter days when they shall come find there the reverence and repose which are his due End of section 7